You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Yes, I am. We're, hey, I'm, I'm here in our, in our living room, in our kitchen, for maybe the last time. Oh, it's going to be a while, right? This is your last trip to London in what could be six months, 12 months? I can no longer work in London. I don't know how long I have to stay gone as a tourist, but I'm not going to chance it. I'm probably going to take a little while before I come back even to visit. So we will not be in the same room doing the podcast, certainly not in London for some time. Before anyone panics, before anyone panics. We do do the vast majority of podcasts over Skype. It shouldn't affect this show. It's just been lately we've been having we've been spoiled with every other week me getting to be here. I'm just gonna hit the uh, the sound effects a whole bunch now since I don't have a setup to do them at home. There's some apology kittens, guys. Coming up on today's show, the free roll league is over. The poker in the ears podcast platinum pass cash grab ass path has passed. Cash has been grabbed. Passes have been asked. <laughs> Our guest and super fan this week are both Platinum Pass related, and they're both the same dude. His name is Nathan Manuel. Yeah. Manuel? Manuel. Manuel, I think. Manuel. Nathan Manuel has been chasing Platinum. Oh, I'm chasing Platinum. What is that again? Is that a... I, it's obviously a poop reference, but... Chasing Platinum is if you are constipated and have a particularly solid turd that's desperate to come out. Uh, desperate to come out, but not. it's not going to be an easy... It's not. You're chasing platinum. You know sometimes when you sit down, you're like, oh, yeah. this isn't going to be yeah. good. All right, fine. Nathan was bound and determined to get a platinum pass for his ass, and he did it. Yep. His superfan subject is the fifth element. I will not feel bad beating him since he's doing pretty pretty okay in the Poker star swag department at the moment. Absolutely. But I did not rewatch the movie. How well do you know it? Uh, at the time, pretty well. I really enjoyed the movie. It's a perfect, you know, it's a perfect PG thirteen movie. Sure, but as you know now, a lot of Patrick's quizzes are observational and kind of rely He's like, on what you was having the license plate on, yeah, the, on Bruce Willis's taxi cab. Just watch the movie and it being fresh in your mind. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know what? If Nathan wins, he wins. No big deal. We're also gonna have a, a second super fan on who was frozen out of the last week of the free roll. So we're going to free roll him against me on the subject of BoJack Horseman. I do like BoJack Horseman. I maybe even love it, but it is often the last thing I watch at night before I go to bed, so I might be in trouble here. I've never watched the show. It's something I'm quite keen to watch. It's daunting, though, right, when you know there's five seasons of something and there's 20-something yes, episodes per season? Because it's a Netflix original, and this is one of the reasons why I've never got around to seeing Rick and Morty, yeah. because it's licensed to Netflix, but you can't download it, uh -huh. so I can't watch it on the go. With BoJack Horseman, I can download it to my phone. So it, it, this is classic commuter fodder. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect for the commute. It's also, I'm interested to get your take, because it's very inside baseball for Hollywood. It's another one of those things that's very... All the jokes are like entertainment-based. I might like that. I no, might you like seem that. to do fine with those things so in general. Just to be clear, um, the BoJack Horseman questions yeah. have been put together by Alan in the office because he oh, actually Alan watches like the Bojack? show. Yeah, okay. he's like, And Patrick has done the fifth element quiz. Excellent. Very good. Well, I look forward to maybe Alan being a little no more normal with the uh, questions. I did not watch the fifth element because I was... You know, I had a sort of a week off. It was a holiday in the U.S. I yeah. had some time with my girlfriend. I wanted to watch some stuff that uh, 
I want to say that I hadn't seen before, but we did end up watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> Which is because Ow. all right. Let's watch. Let's watch the bad Indiana Jones so, film. I, I no. say that. I say that knowing full well that the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a thing. But when I talk about the Indiana Jones Jones movies, I mean the original you're, three. You're you're so far. That's such a horrible take. Regardless of Crystal Skull, yes, of course, is terrible. You think Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is not is not the weakest of the three? It is the weakest as far as like you want to talk about like a quality movie. It is my favorite of the three. Really, I find it to be the most gratifying of the three. I think that it is just pure. It is everything an action movie should be. It is wonderful from start to finish. And that's how we started watching it was because we just finished Homecoming yep. on Amazon. No spoilers. I'm only like three or it's four okay. episodes in. And we're flipping through Amazon like, what else are we going to watch? And I'm like, maybe The Fifth Element. And then we get to Temple of Doom and she had never seen it. And I go, tell you what, let's just watch the opening scene. It is I, in my opinion, the best opening scene. The opening is fun. I don't think the rest of the movie lives up to that opening, sadly. It, it does for me. But what I like about it is that the movie has no setup. The movie just starts and you're off. Yeah. And that's it. It doesn't stop for the whole rest of the movie. And so we ended, I, it was not my intent to watch anything other than the opening scene, but it's such a grabber that we did end up watching it. Um, I also watched, uh, as far as movies are concerned, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. What a fucking golden age. What a I was just my my roommate and my girlfriend had to listen to me sound off. I pause this movie 20 minutes in and I'm like, how fucking lucky are we that we get to just turn on Netflix and we get to watch a brand new Coen Brothers movie on Netflix. Like what a golden age of television and movies. It's fantastic. It's really? so good. Okay. It's on the it's list. It's so so good. Uh, My list, by the way, just gets longer I know, and longer. I know, I'm not making any headway. Tough. Well, what you need to do is you need to take a 10-hour flight every six days. Therein <laughs> lies the solution. Um, as I mentioned when we did the live stream last week, I went to the cinema, a rare thing for me, and saw the new Fantastic Beasts movie, which is utterly meh. Um, I've not heard good things from you no, or anybody, really. No. And I know some people didn't even like the first one. I did. I thought the first movie was a delight, and I thought it promised an interesting franchise. This is film this just a goes off. Is this about Harry Potter? His parents? No, no. no okay, no. Um, they are prequels, though. They are in set, a way. But, well, yes, in the sense that they're connected to that universe and that they take place before the events of the Harry Potter movies. But the first film, even though there was, there was that connection, just felt completely different. Unfortunately, this movie just tries too hard to tie in to characters, themes, and storylines from the Harry Potter I films. I think that that is a mistake for two reasons. I think, one, you set yourself up for failure, right? Yeah. And that if you try too hard to do it, it's like you can misfire. And two, it's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. Like... You don't, like, one wink here and there, you know what I mean? Like, one little bink, and, oh, okay, this matches yeah. up to that. But it's a prequel, and I think that making it match up to things we already know about actually hurts your hurts your story, because the more you remind us that this takes place in the past, the less engaged I am. No, completely. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about something I didn't like. I want to talk quickly about three things that I did like, um, I rewatched Mission Impossible Fallout. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I had to buy that one on iTunes because I loved it at the cinema, and I loved it even more watching it. Did you? Did the Did the kid watch it? Yep. Yeah, it's, she not, it's not. It's not too bad. Yeah, and I think especially at home where you don't have the kind of huge screen and the uh, overlap. And you can talk about things if you need to. Well, you, and we need to keep pausing it because it's a bloody complicated movie. I mean, on first watching, you're kind of like, sorry, why? Why are they talk? Who's this now? What? 
who's connected to who. It's, the beginning's a little convoluted, but um, and I, you know, I rewatching the Halo jump, knowing that they actually did that for real, is yeah. just is just insane. I know you're not into sports, Joe, but there was an insane game played on Monday night about a week ago. I could not not read about it. Oh my god! It was one of the best football games I've ever watched. This was the Chiefs um, against the Rams. It took place in your home city, and it was phenomenal. And these are two teams that could potentially meet in the Super this Bowl. This was Twitter that night. Can these teams play every week? Oh my god! This should be pay per view. This is the greatest sports matchup, and it did live up to the hype. But I say that Chiefs Rams is a potential Super Bowl matchup. It is not beyond the realms of possibility, considering the fact that the Chargers are pretty strong right now, that you could have an LA Super Bowl, that you could have Rams Chargers in the Super Bowl. As a resident of the City of Angels, does that make you at all excited? Where is the Super Bowl this year? Um, it's not in Los Angeles. Okay, then great. <laughs> Great. All I'm thinking about is traffic. And how, I, by the way, how lucky are the Chiefs that there's another team called the Redskins? <laughs> In the, terms of deflecting controversy. Yeah, it's like no one's going to bother the Chiefs as long as the Redskins are still a thing. Um, the Chiefs, by the way, are insane. And um, I would say definitely favorites to win it all. The other thing I started watching, and I know you mentioned that you just finished it, is Homecoming. I'm yeah. four episodes in, and it's brilliant. Isn't it great? It's brilliant. And, and I love the fact that it's only half an hour. That's that's wonderful. And I also love it now. I'm sure you picked up on this as well. The It's very... The scenes that take place in the present day yeah. are very like 1960s Columbo. Well, with the music and the I zooms. immediately picked up, because I'm a huge fucking nerd... Even in episode one, I'm like, that musical cue is from all the president's men. That musical, and I realized oh, that I didn't know Sam Esmail literally has used all the music in this show is taken from movies. And again, a lot That's of those movies are okay. films of that era. Yeah. Those kind of paranoid conspiracy 70s, thrillers. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. And the Shea Wiggum character, uh, I fucking love that character because this is a guy who is not super bright. He's, he's not a super bright guy. He's not a super committed guy. He's not a super brave guy. He's just a guy. He's just a fucking guy. He's just a typical civil servant that's got like a little bit more of an itch to do a good job than anybody else. And I just love that character. I love that there's nothing extraordinary about the guy that's trying to put this all together. It's a great scene where he goes into a warehouse and has to go through all these boxes and these lights that won't stay on. It's just... It's, yeah, it's just... It's it's tedious and I don't, it works really well. I, I started watching Narcos Mexico. Which I notice has been pitched as a separate show. This is not season four of Narcos. This is a new show. When you watch it, it says Narcos Me Mexico season one episode four or whatever. So it does, yeah, completely have it as a separate it's show. It's a spin-off rather than a... It is a little weird, though, because there is some crossover. Okay, say no more. Yeah. Because this is another one that's on the never-ending, yeah, well, ever-expanding, never-depleting list. That was because I had a 10-hour, you know, an 11-hour flight the other day, so I was able to get four or five episodes in. Shall we get to the poker news? All right. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears News. Let's rip the plaster off, Joe. Let's deal with the bad news off the bat. Um, now we are pretty much into the month of December. We are in full-on PSPC prep mode. And sadly, as we start making plans for the Bahamas, we are not going to be producing a live stream from EPT Prague. 
And I appreciate that this is disappointing news for all of you who are hoping to watch that stream. And it's certainly a bummer for the two of us. Um, but you will still be able to follow Prague via the live updates on the blog. And this does not, and I think this is important to underline, this does not mean that we're not streaming PokerStars live events anymore. Because I just referenced the fact that the Bahamas is around the corner. And this is where we move on to the good news. I can now reveal our plans for the PSPC slash PCA January 2019. And Joe, get ready to be physically and mentally exhausted because it will be the biggest live stream we've ever done in terms of days. We've never gone beyond nine days before. This one goes up to 11. 11 consecutive <laughs> days of live streaming from the 6th to the 16th of January, which encompasses all five days of the PSPC. So we follow this from start to finish, from day one through to its conclusion. The last two days of the 100K Super High Roller and the last four days of the PCA main event. Because to be clear, it will be a five-day event rather than a six-day event. So we're still starting the action from day two. Okay. Free to watch on Twitch, YouTube, and PSTV. We're currently putting the commentary team together. Joe and I are going to be there. Hopefully some other familiar voices and faces. We'll have the usual free rolls and giveaways. And this is more something for people who are going to be there rather than people who are watching the stream. Joe's working on a comedy night. I am. I threw it out there. Another uh, stand-up comedian reached out to me and said, what are the chances we do a comedy night? We had talked about it before, and for some reason I just kind of forgot about it, so I threw it out there to some of the folks that run the live events. They were into it. They took it to their bosses. Their boss is also into it, so I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. And uh, we're working on having a pretty big name. I thought I was going to headline. Yeah. You know, I think we might have an actual wow. real headliner. Okay. Coming for this comedy night. Now the problem is just scheduling it on a night when everyone can go. Because as you know, that's tough. Watch this space. More good news. Fatima DeMelo has been inducted into the Dutch Poker Hall of Fame. First of all, how sweet is it that this is a thing? <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh, the Dutch Poker Hall of Fame. So it's Marcel Lusk and yep. uh, Lex. And, oh, Lex, right. Anyone? Rob Hollink, Noah Boken. Rob Hollink, I should have come up with Noah Boken. Yeah, okay, yep. And but, that's it. And Fatima has joined them in that hall All because right, she's Fatima. been recognized as one of the most influential figures in the Dutch game. So congratulations to her. And while we are congratulating PokerStars ambassadors, let's have a hand for Fintanhand. What the fuck is going on with this guy? Um, he has won a lot of online tournaments in a week and a bit. So last Sunday, so weekend before last, he took down the Hotter 22 for 8K. Then on Wednesday, he won the $109 Battle Royale for 8K. Thursday morning, he took down the Big 82 for nearly 2K. And then Sunday just gone, he outlasted 2,684 players over the course of a 15-hour period to win the 55 Sunday Marathon for more than $17,000. Well done, Fenton Hand. So absolutely on a tear right now. Not surprised, because if there's one thing that we witnessed when we had Finton and Spraggy on our silly little Twitch stream the other night is his ability to put people on hands is really eerie. He was very, very good that night. There was at least three different times he called out hands exactly. Um, just very quickly, actually, while we talk about that stream, it has been proposed, because, you know, obviously the, the two of them played Rocket League and we talked about the possibility. Yeah. Rocket League is cross-platform. Yeah. So you're PlayStation, I'm Xbox, those guys are PC. 
we could do 2v2 Rocket League, and I'm pretty sure that Twitchy Pete will put it on the channel. And I, I have to be your partner. Don't have to be. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I want to be partnered with Finton Han because he's a fucking winner. On a, on, a, on a personal level, I don't have a problem being partnered with you. On a way, in a level that I've seen you handle game controllers before and how you behave under pressure in real life is great. How you behave under pressure in video games is a fucking nightmare. Absolutely. But you've got to think about the entertainment factor. If we're going to stream this, what more do people want than you and me shouting at Probably, each other? Probably, okay. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get behind you for that. All I'm saying is that there comes a point when there's a 17 nothing blowout <laughs> happening that it stops being... <laughs> entertaining from that perspective yes the but i'll give it a shot uh we'll talk more about that twitch stream by the way a bit later on i think i'll have the time i'm not going to Prague. well there you go <laughs> uh when we recap our um platinum pass giveaway league we will talk a little bit more about that stream but on the subject of platinum passes let's speak to our first guest our main guest on this week's podcast he is a platinum pass winner and he has a story which I think you're going to want to hear because this is the guy who was chasing platinum. Uh, please welcome to Poker in the Ears, longtime listener to the podcast, Nathan Manuel. Hi, what's up, guys? Nathan, so glad to have you on the show. First of all, congratulations on winning a platinum pass. Boy, did you want one, huh? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I busted my ass trying to make that a reality. I almost feel like I willed it a little bit to happen, uh, you know, with it happening at Run It Up Reno. So. Uh, excited to have it and really excited to be going to the Bahamas. That's what I was going to say is that you, you seem to will it. It's really weird because uh, I, you were tweeting at us a little bit, right, before uh, or during. Yeah, yeah. I mean, through the whole process, I've kind of been trying to communicate with people. And, you know, I was even trying to think about, like, alternative ways I might try to, like, get a pass. So, yeah, I'd been pretty active and, and trying to, uh, you know, let everybody know that I was really interested. I don't, I don't want to be a jerk about this, but... I, I was kind of dismissive at first. I was like, oh, here's another guy that wants a platinum pass. But I'm only bringing that up because uh, just well done, man. Like the, the amount of effort you put in. And I, I really think that you sort of willed it yourself, man. That's so cool that you tried so hard. And honestly, you, you got one pretty early on. Like it wasn't even down to the wire. Like it felt like what were, how long were you trying for? Yeah, so I started in March. I went to the the Mega Stacks at the Hippodrome in London and played that event. It was like three or four flights and played that. Um, and, you know, I'd already started to look at all of the different contests. And so when all of the um, kind of team pro contests started to come up and uh, these different types of opportunities in regards to, uh, you know, kind of random uh, competitions that would result in a, a platinum pass. Those were the ones that were really attractive to me because I could do them from the United States. Whereas any of the ones that were like free rolls or online based, uh, I wasn't able to do because I can't play on Poker Stars from the States. So I was looking at all of those. And then the Chris Moneymaker tour was announced. And I knew almost instantly at that point that I was going to go and play in as many of those competitions as the many of those tournaments as absolutely possible uh, because I knew that those were real opportunities for me to. Uh, get my hands on a platinum pass in a in a, a situation that uh, was in within my bankroll. Because my question was going to be, Nathan, as someone who listens to this show, you must have heard the many stories of Joe Stapleton lighting money on fire. <laughs> I just wanted to check that in trying to get hold of this package to the PokerStars players... Did you players, spend more than 30 grand? Exactly. Please tell me that you haven't invested more than the cost of playing the PSPC in winning the platinum pass. 
Yes. Yeah, so uh, looked around uh, through the numbers, and I ended up spending about five thousand dollars. That's in. not bad. That is and not that, bad at all. And that includes paying a video editor who helped me do all of the um, vlog creations for the Vlogger in Paradise competition that Jeff Gross and Andrew Nimi uh, created, and then also uh, three months of content that I created for the My Ultimate Sweat Challenge where. I learned uh, some conversational Japanese for my, oh my honeymoon. God. Oh, you learned it for your honeymoon. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. just amazing. Okay. He's like, I learned some conversational Japanese to try to win a platinum. Pass. I kind of I kind of feel in order to tell the story of chasing platinum, we need to kind of get the background yeah, first. Yeah. What, what's your other life? Yeah. So uh, I am a VP of facilities and IT at a large ad tech company. And then I also co-own a graphic design firm called Duchess and the Queen. I should be fucking begging this guy for work and for jobs, not the other way around. <laughs> Sounds to me like he can afford to play the I, PSPC. I Why what, the hell are we giving uh, him a platinum pass? Shit? I, that is not true. I also true. drive I, for Lyft and Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that yet, but I could consider it. Um, but I would say my average buy-in is actually right around $1,000, maybe a little bit less than $1,000. Um, as I kind of uh, alluded to before, I've been to every run at Reno. So those events that are a lot of fun and the, you know, they're just a couple hundred dollars, that yeah. is definitely my comfort zone. Uh, and which is that's why it was also so special to, to win it and run it up Reno, yeah. right? Because this is my seventh run it up Reno. I've literally been to every one of them. And so, uh, you know, I have this job and it gives me a lot of um, opportunities to play poker because I travel a huge portion of that because I manage facilities for this advertising company, right? right. So I go and manage the offices and the real estate and things like that. So when you came to London back in the spring to play that event and try and win yeah. a platinum pass, that wasn't you booking a trip to London chasing this platinum pass you just happened to be in london for work yeah i happened to be in london for work i found out about it at the event and i ended up paying for my own extension to stay in the hotel for two nights but my flight had already been arranged through for work so i i paid for two nights of hotel uh unlike joe stapleton when he goes and does anything and spends <laughs> uh, five times more than the actual things were uh, i try to do the opposite of that and maximize opportunity yes it's he stands there as an example of how not to live one's life uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was step one. And then you mentioned all of the team pro things. This was with the so-called platinum adventure and every single PokeStars ambassador had a platinum pass they were giving away and everyone had the different mechanics. So how many of those competitions, for want of a better word, did you enter? Yeah, so, uh, reviewed all of them, uh, pretty extensively. I ended up not doing a couple, um, specifically the Lex Veldhaus one, uh, even though I really yeah, am fuck Lex. I love Lex. <laughs> And I love the idea oh, sorry, that he was, sorry, we love to, Lex. he was trying to pay pay forward this idea of like doing charity, um, but the commitment, the hour commitment on top of everything else I was doing, I couldn't do. So uh, we did do a bunch of, um, we did the My Ultimate Sweat for Jamie Staples. We did do all five of the Vlogger in Paradise vlogs for uh, Jeff Gross and Andrew Nimi. I created a story um, and uh, created a video for the Maria Konnikova uh, story-centric uh, competition and Daniel Negranus was um, selecting uh, someone that you would give half of your earnings away to. So we did that. And I think that's all of them. And then, of course, I played uh, five Chris Moneymaker events. Wow. So hang on. You say you're serious about this, but where was your idea for a chess poker hybrid? <laughs> where were you? Where was you putting in the hours on Twitch to try and get noticed by Jason Somerville? Uh, so I didn't do the Jin Shahadi competition with the chess because I know shit about chess. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. So seemed seemed good to not invest too much Checkmate, time in it. Jen. 
<laughs> and then um, the Jason Somerville competition, I think, actually was the most intense competition. It may not be recognized by the outside world how much energy and effort would go into that if you weren't already a streamer and already yeah. creating content in that way. Game selection. Yeah, game selection. That's right. Uh, so it didn't seem like a, a wise investment to, to put my time in there. You know, I have to say, too, like All in Pav and um, uh, Vanessa Cade and some of the uh, Patrick IR Egyptian, the people who actually ran deep in that competition, like if you had asked me before the competition, those would have been names I would have mentioned as people who were likely to run deep in that competition. All right. So you're a maniac. You, tr you played five moneymaker events, entered about a half a dozen other ways. You mentioned uh, a honeymoon. Does your wife think you're fucking nuts? She already knew I was fucking nuts before she married me. Uh -huh. So are you saying that that's, that's a feature rather than a bug? <laughs> that's a feature rather than a bug. I love it. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, she thinks that I'm a person who, when I uh, set my mind to do something, I will damn well do it. And so, uh, you know, when I decided to get committed and get married, she knew that I wasn't going to fuck around and we were going to do it and it was going to be for real. Well, why don't you set your mind to cleaning out the gutters like you said you do for the last four Sundays? <laughs> I live in an apartment in New York City. I don't have gutters. Come Ooh, on. tell me more about your life in New York City. Um, I live in New York City. I work at the job I already told you about. I don't play poker because poker here is, you know, not, not legal. But despite the fact that you're not able to play, you seem to follow poker. You knew all those Twitch streamers. You listen to this podcast. You clearly uh, watch our live events and know what's going on in the poker world. Yeah, I mean, clearly I would not be a super fan if I uh, didn't know exactly what was going on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I follow it closely. Uh, I love poker. I'm very passionate about poker. Um, you know, I, I, it's something that I came from the world of Magic the Gathering, like many poker players did, and I played in a few pro tours with that. And, you know, I was interested in kind of like tournament gaming, and so that led from one thing to another. And, uh, you know, as I got into poker, it led to kind of opportunities that were similar. And I had an employee who worked for me who was a giant fan of Jason Somerville, and he introduced me to Run It Up in that community. And since I've become part of that community, which is like, you know, super inclusive and a lot of fun, uh, it's made me really passionate about uh, making sure that people understand that poker is a game where you can have a lot of fun. And it's something that you can be passionate about. And it isn't like gambling in the way that, you know, I think my, my, my moms would have, you know, moms think about poker um, or that kind of like seedy world. And so I'm trying to just make sure that everybody knows how much fun it is to play poker. And, uh, you know, even though it can drive you crazy, it's worth some investment. Also, like if I was into golf or boating or whatever, right? I'd be putting so much money in and never making any money back. Sure. And I feel like I feel like this is always like so much better, so much more fun as a as a hobby for me. That was the same justification I used to use back in the day. Like you know, people spend tens of thousands of dollars a year, a year golfing, and there's a zero percent chance they'll get any of that money back. At least in poker, there's some sliver. And speaking of that sliver, let's uh, let's astral project for a second and let's look ahead to the 25k you're playing in january yeah uh you're sitting at the table your your what percentage nerves what percentage excitement what percentage uh of you has expectations um you know i have almost no expectations because i understand only 15 percent of the people are getting paid <laughs> and so you know i'm there to have fun and really challenge myself it's interesting, Igor Kurganov uh, had tweeted, like, anybody who's won a Platinum Pass should really be thinking about playing some events that are outside of their normal bankroll to really, like, set themselves up for a mindset. Good Igor, to... always trying to feed the poker economy. He's like, <laughs> come on, little fishies, why don't you play yeah. above your bankroll some more while you're at it?
So, so I did that this weekend, and I played at the uh, Hollywood in uh, Seminole Hollywood in uh, Florida, and you know I played in a thirty-five hundred dollar tournament, and it's always such a good, good reminder when you play a little bit outside of your normal bankroll to uh, re be reminded that oh man, this is just poker, and people are there still having fun, and people that are that are there, are, um, you know, really. In engaged in the ideas of what the game is and what the community is and you know yeah are they going to make less mistakes are they playing a little bit better sure but when when the shit hits the fan it's all just poker and so i, I feel more comfortable going into the 25k just reminding myself like you know i'm studying and i'm like working on my game and i'm i'm going to really be prepared for um playing my game as well as i can but at the same time i know that we're going to go there and you know, we're going to play poker and it's it's not going to be any different than what I'm used to doing, even if it's a, you know, a $300 buy-in tournament. In that time this year, from when your quest began to when you finally won the pass in Reno, how much poker did you play and how much traveling did you do during that time? Um, I don't actually play poker that much. I play probably a handful of times a month. Um, I basically only play live. So, you know, it's hard when you have a full-time job and you're invested in other things and you're trying to plan a wedding and um, get married. It doesn't really open up the doors to opportunities. I mean, again, I was making all of that content as well. So yeah. I wasn't playing a huge amount of poker. So it's been interesting winning the Platinum Pass a little bit early has really opened the door for me to do some study. So now I'm like, uh, you know, using some training sites and using some training tools, including um, the Razor Edge tool, which I think all of the pros stars, you know, are, are now promoting and are really, um, you know, working through. And uh, it's been interesting going through that process of like, educating myself more about the game especially at the like really high level uh, it's been interesting too learning that those people who play in the ultra high rollers every day they don't play the same against uh, noobs like me that they will against the other people who are always playing 25 and 100 k's right and so you know i'm trying to get my mindset correct around how people are going to play against me and just be mindful about like what that looks like but i just want to be comfortable and have fun and you know have an opportunity to play with the best players in the world and the, the, the Players' Championship and winning a Platinum Pass really opens the door to that opportunity for me, one that really, truly, I would have never had or never afforded on my own. So what opportunities, what, other than cash, what would you like to come of this? I think just experience is a huge one, right? Like, my wife's actually coming with me to the Bahamas. Uh, we're going to go there, and, um, you know, I'm going to play some other events, and I'm going to see people that I know. And it's been really interesting being part of the Platinum Pass community, uh, going through My Ultimate Sweat and going through Vlogger in Paradise, I've met these people through the internet. And now that a couple of people have, have won Platinum Passes, we're all kind of convening there and having dinner and having some opportunities to like meet each other's uh, significant others and kids. And, you know, it's creating an opportunity, like an environment that's really different and unique. And one I suspect has not always been happening at the PCA in the past, right? You have a bunch of people flying down to grind out a bunch of hours. Instead of this time, you have a bunch of people who are casual players who are going to go and have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and bringing a bunch of people with them who aren't poker players to just come and have the experience of going to the Bahamas, going to the PCA, and reinvigorating the, P the, the PCA in a way you know, that, that it is in my mind is like what it was a decade ago. And so having that point. Yeah. yeah, having the opportunity to do that is like really fantastic. I mean, I love the fact that the qualifiers, Team Platinum, whatever you want to call them, is becoming like a community. I think that's yeah. a really kind of uh, cool byproduct of this whole promotion. Just very quickly, Nathan, how much do you actually remember of that Moneymaker event in Reno? Um, how detailed do you remember the journey towards from what, what was the field? 800, 900 players down to the, to, to the final table and to heads up in the win? Yeah, 825 entries. I remember it quite well. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't think too much about the opportunities of running deep until probably the last three tables or so. Um, and then there was a situation where I got it in. 
uh, ace 10 versus ace jack uh, versus a, a button raise versus my small blind. And I just got it in really badly and won a massive pot. Uh, and so at that point, you know, I kind of started to joke that, oh, this is, this is where I'm going to do it. This is where it's going to happen. And then I've actually done hand, hand hit for reviews of this online stream wow. a couple of times now. And so I have a pretty good understanding of um, the, the, the final table, the final two tables, because I've watched the Twitch streams and have a good understanding of, you know, where I was making mistakes. But you won. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the results. Has Joe Stapleton told you nothing about poker? Always yeah. play results. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, we got to okay. move along to the super fan quiz, but I do quick question. If you try to answer me, uh, answer relatively uh, succinctly here. Uh, I want to know, what are you going to do with the money if you min cash? What are you going to do if you have a six-figure score? And what are you going to do if you win? Well, it's going to sound a little bit crazy, but I haven't thought that much about what I would do if I won because it just seems so unlikely. Uh, however... I am all about the min cash because the min cash is just so big. So uh, if I make a min cash, nothing significant is going to happen. I'm probably going to, you know, take uh, some of that money and use it on my vacation, my honeymoon in Japan, and make sure that my wife and I have a good time. Um, and then the rest would probably just go into savings. If I made a final table score or something like that, um, you know, I, I don't. Again, I don't think it's really like life changing until probably the, like the last couple spots. And in that, in those positions. I have no fucking clue. I guess I would have a big party. <laughs> I have no idea. That, I'll tell you that, what. I'm not trying not to get ahead of myself. When it comes up, I'll help you think of some things. Okay. okay. Will you help me plan the party, Joe? Absolutely. This is the most important question you'll be asked during this interview, Nathan, as I open the envelope in front of me. Do you have a PokerStars NJ account or a PokerStars account that you play when you're based in another country? I have an NJ account, yeah. Perfect. In that case, you can play for some kind of PCA Woo! satellite ticket in the quiz we're about to play. <laughs> hey, you might you might satellite your way to PCA, Nathan. <laughs> can you imagine? You're out there, so you may as well, you know, combine the packages, as it were. <laughs> uh, so you chose as your specialist subject the Fifth Element, the Luke Besson movie from 1997. Patrick has compiled some questions, so let's hard segue into this section, Joe. If you wouldn't mind, please. I do not mind. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. So Nathan, we've mentioned that you are a long-time listener to this show. You do qualify as a Superfan, and you are eligible to win some prizes in this competition against Joe Stapleton. However, Nathan, because you're already running pretty hot with winning stuff, Poker Stars related, I'm not going to go easy on you. You may still beat me 21 to nothing, but I'm not going to go easy on you. I accept, I accept. Okay, so let's just do the whole kind of first or second thing. Nathan, as our guest, as our super fan, as our Platinum Pass winner, would you like to go first or second in this quiz? I will go first. He's going to okay. go first. First question, what is the name of this movie? <laughs> it's not quite that easy. Uh, how many years, and remember... If you don't take the multiple choice options, it's two points. If you need the choices, it's one point. How many years does it take for the evil to return each time? 5,000 years. It's correct for two points. Nice round number. I didn't, get to, I didn't even get to choose number seven. I thought I would get to choose. It was always coming seven. Oh, man. I think because Patrick does these chronologically, it kind of makes sense to go through the movie, if fine, you know fine. what I mean. Uh, Joe, question number two. What do the Mangalores say in order to gain access to Diva's room? I'll take the choices. Is it champagne for the Diva, room service, 
The diva requested us. We have a parcel. We have a parcel. Incorrect. It was champagne for the diva. Would you have known that, Nathan? I would have known once I heard the choices. Okay, question three, which is Nathan's question. What does Corbin say to Ruby before they escape the hotel in the ship? I'll have to hear the choices. Does he say, buckle up? You should hold on. Sit down. Cover your eyes. Let's go with C. Sit down. It was, you should hold on. And there is a hashtag fun fact from Patrick. Oh, nice. I like Ruby should fact. have taken the advice because he flies back through Falls the cabin over, as yeah. they take off. That's Yeah, I knew he fell over. That's why I thought I was sit down. It's okay. not really a fun fact. <laughs> fun suggestion. It's just what happens next in the movie. Which is a fact. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> Fuck you. Question four, Joe. What country was Bruce Willis born in? I... Uh, uh, I appreciate this a little bit left field. I I feel like I would have known if it wasn't, but now I have some expectation bias that it's even a question. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll take the choices. The United States of America, Scotland, Wales, or Germany? He's utterly confused. I've never seen you look God this perplexed it. This and baffled. Uh, this is something make me feel so stupid. Well, I can't ask for <laughs> choices and then answer the United States of America. That's just like bad game theory, right? Correct. So I guess I'll go with... Wales. Incorrect. It was Germany. So I'm going to assume that his dad might have been stationed in the military in Germany. I don't know. I'm guessing. Jesus. Um, it doesn't matter. Question five is your question, Nathan. How many times does Corbin's mother call throughout the whole film? Oh, well, um, one, two, three, four. I'll go with four times. Incorrect. And as oh. the choices have not been taken, Joe, you can potentially steal. What did Nathan answer? Four. Five. Should have gone one lower. It was oh, three. Oh, God. <laughs> was five listed? Uh, it was. It was two, three, four, or five okay. were the four options. Okay, we have a low-scoring game. It is still 2-0 to Nathan, though. And, Joe, it's your question. What is the name of the radio station that Ruby casts from? Casts? Oh, my God. Uh, I should know this off the top of my head, but go. Is it Radio Cosmos, Radio Astro, Radio 608, or Radio Galactic? Radio Galactic. Incorrect. It was Radio hey. Cosmos. Uh, Nathan, you can celebrate when you get a question right. It's bad okay, form to celebrate when Joe gets a question wrong. Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to win. If I win by two points, that's still a win. I'll take uh, it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, which animal is used to try and spy on the president by Zorg's men? A cockroach. It is a cockroach for two points, and you now have a 4-0 lead. It's the only one I would have known without <laughs> choices so far. Joe, how many minutes does Zorg initially set on the bomb in the hotel? Go on. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or 45 <laughs> minutes? 30. Incorrect. It was 20 minutes. Uh, we enter the, p the final round. Uh, Nathan, which British comedian has a role in the film as a hotel assistant on Floston? Oh, man, I'm not going to know this. Let's hear the choices. Is it Lee Mack, Lee Evans, Bill Bailey, or Rod Gilbert? 
Joe. I feel like this question was designed for you, and I'm glad I got it and you didn't. Uh, let's go with C. Lee Evans. It was Lee Evans, but sadly, Joe, the options went, so you're not allowed to steal a point. I know. I can't ever get asked a fucking question that I know. Luke Besson was 38 when this film was released in cinemas, but at what age did he actually begin writing the script? 13. The so options close. haven't gone, so you can choose, Nathan. You can yeah, steal let's hear the options. 13, 14, 16, or 19? I believe it's 16. It is 16 for a point. Uh, there is a tiebreak question. I'm just interested if anyone knows this. The divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by Luke Besson. He and Mio Jovovich spoke to each other in this language while offset as practice and were able to have full conversations in this language by the end of the film. However, how many words does the language actually have? 400. Oh my god, he got it spot on. Wow. Proving that you are a super fan of this movie and are deserving of the prize. Congratulations, Nathan Manuel. You not only have a PSPC package worth $30,000, but you also, much more importantly, have a satellite ticket for the PCA <laughs> in the region of $55 in value. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate doing this, and it was a lot of fun. We love having you on the show, Nathan, and we look forward to catching up with you in the Bahamas. Yeah, thanks. Good luck, buddy boy. One super fan down, two to go, because we've got another super fan coming up. So one to go. Did I say one down, two to go? Yeah. No, one off, two down, one to go. All right, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. We uh, do have more platinum pass for your asses. Yes, and specifically platinum passes for the asses of people who took part in our free roll league, which we ran over an eight-week period. Congratulations to our shrink. For topping the leaderboard, this was the Ukrainian player who was leading heading into the final week, retained top spot on the leaderboard. He gets a platinum pass. Who else will be giving congratulations to, Joe? We're, we're congratulating all of our Usher, I believe, because the uh, the second chance all-in shootout was won by ST1.Torero. Uh, I'm going to read a tweet from Jamie Robinson, longtime fan of this show. I will read this tweet without any comment. Disappointed to see a Ukrainian and a Russian who clearly have no idea what the Poker in the Ears podcast is, yet they have packages for being free roll hunting snipes. Sad, but nothing could really be done. Thank you for your tweet, can, Jamie. Can I comment? I'll just say I'm going to speak to these guys at uh, the PSPC and see uh, how big of fans they are of the podcast. To be fair, our shrink did say if he won the Platinum Pass, he'd listen to every episode going forward. Well, that's something. That's something. So if we've converted someone like to being a podcast listener... We've kind of succeeded. It was worth it. Um, <laughs> as I've said many times, and we'll say again, if we ever were to do anything like this ever again, we'd do it very differently. But along the way, as well as there being some learnings, there was a lot of fun. And I have to say, the final stream that we did on that Monday night with the two free rolls in one night with Finton and Spraggy was really good fun. You know what would have made it perfect is if I could have fucking played... Yeah, well, take it to your congressman. March <laughs> on Washington. Yeah, it's like the, you know, probably the only problem we have in America right now is <laughs> online poker. Yeah, well, hey. It's taking its place at the back of a very long queue. Yeah. I mean, no, never mind. I'm not going to get into it so much. We could we could do that. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, Fitton and Spraggy just starting to, I just like those guys more and more every day. They both uh, they got they got a good double act going. They both bring something to the table. Obviously, uh, Spraggy looks 
Brings his look to the table. Fenton doesn't suck at poker. So <laughs> I did. I when um well after Fenton's victory, I I was in the chat on their stream on Monday. So in the last, let me get this right. In the last seven days, Fenton has won four online events, and Spraggy fell off a chair. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is he? When you're in his chat while he's winning these events, is he like acknowledging you? Or yes. Is he, really? Yes. He's not too big yet. He's uh, not no, no, this was, you. This, or this was this was the day after. This is when the two of them were on together, and this is after he's already. Oh, oh, oh you're not like in the chat while he's like heads up for I mean, this was for, like, the, for the big forty-one or Joe, whatever. At three in the morning. I'm in bed. I'm not oh, watching okay. anyone on Twitch. And then that day. Spraggy tweets, so yesterday Finson won the Big 55. Am I going to win it today? And he takes a screenshot of the fact that he's number one in chips with a lot of with, with a big stack. I'm like, oh, so I get there and it's fucking clickbait because there's still like 300 people left. But he's number one. That's not untrue. I basically said, if you send me a personal message when you're at the final table, I will watch. At which point I realized, no, because it's going to be one in the morning and my phone will be off. But hey, you can still try. What's that like turning your phone off? Sounds terrifying. Uh, I <laughs> I cannot have the phone next to me in bed. It would just be too much of a temptation. It gets left downstairs. This is me. You, I, no one's gonna be able to see this in podcast land. This is me, right? Just laying in my bed. So Joe, bed, Joe, sleep in bed. Yeah, yeah. Reaches, reaches the phone. Like so I oh like I know God. right where it is. I don't even open my eyes. I grab the phone multiple times a night. No. Um, um, should point out, by the way, we've said that that stream was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't fun for everyone. Q Superfan 2. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Yes, two super fans in one show. Please welcome to Poker in the Ears, Torka Gerding Jensen from Denmark. Joe, stop the music. Stop the music. What's wrong? What's wrong? I want a basket of apology kittens, please. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first of all, sorry that we ignored your super fan application multiple times, including for the last six months. Secondly, sorry about the whole Gary Turnbuckle thing, which stopped you from getting into the penultimate free roll. And right. sorry about the server issues last Monday. Oh, he's Danish. Yeah. Which stopped you from being able to play the last two free rolls. It was an issue which only affected the Pokestar servers in Denmark. But yep. I appreciate it stopped you getting online. You were second on the leaderboard. So all we can do here is to try and make things up to you by winning some prizes in this Super Fan Quiz. That sucks, yeah. dude. I'm sorry. Guess what? <laughs> I'm the I people's champion. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I've been watching. I watched about nine episodes of BoJack Horseman yesterday. Oh, oh, and I think that, I might, you're really bummed out now, right? Yeah, I, I think I might. I think I might have just forgot everything. <laughs> um, yeah. To ask the question that we ask all super fans, Toka, what is your deal, bro? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm a journalism student uh, in Denmark, so uh, I've been. I've already uh, been been uh, what's it called intern for uh, one year and a half. I, I'm still uh, one half year short, so I'm gonna finish that from February to to uh, August. So right now I'm basically just uh, free rolling life here. Um, I I have leave right now, so I'm just uh, earning money by selling stuff in a department store right now. Okay, what's uh, what stuff do you sell? Uh, home appliances. Um, you know, uh, it's it's refrigerators, I, stoves, washer dryer. No, no, no more like uh, you know, in Selfridges, right? Uh, that's that old show, whatever. 
Mr. Selfridge. Yes, have I, you seen I, that? I've, the yeah. Jeremy, I've not seen it, but I, I'm aware of the, the Jeremy Pitt yeah. and Selfridge's show, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but that kind of store where I sell like uh, towels and uh, figurines for the house and what, yeah. What is the easiest thing to sell? What just flies off the shelf? Royal Copenhagen uh, porcelain, for sure. Porcelain? Uh, yeah. Like, Isn't that what it's called? Fine China. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, uh, made in Denmark. Uh, it's the Royal uh, China. So. I think I my mom when I was a kid really wanted this stuff called Dansk. Is that I think that might be Danish. Sounds Danish anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, and sorry, and that just flies off the shelf. You don't uh, you don't even have to sell it. I mean, not literally. Uh, no, otherwise, right. it'd be crashing and smashing right. everywhere. But right. yeah, uh, but yeah, it's um, every time it's on sale, we sell like huge amounts. You get commission? Uh, uh, no. Uh, because I'm just uh, here. It's just a holiday extra right. salesman, whatever. And just to be clear, Toka, rather controversially, you were an actual podcast listener who competed in the podcast <laughs> pre-roll league. Yeah, that's really controversial to be that, right? I know. And you're also a fan of the show BoJack Horseman. And you did mention in your application that you know Joe watches the show. But Joe did reveal earlier on that you normally watch this just before going to bed. It's like my it's like my unwind I'm done with screens except for not really cuz I'm going to watch a TV show now kind of thing. And also uh, um I'll just say that it's a show that maybe is occasionally best uh taken in when you're not sober. Okay. Um well that doesn't really help with retaining facts for no, a it super fact quiz. But, but guess what? I want Turga to win this. Okay, well, d d d don't pull your punches, though, Joe. I don't have to. I <laughs> suck at the games uh, anyway. I know you don't have to. I know <laughs> I know you're not going to win anyway. Now, uh, I think it's worth pointing out, Joe already knows this, but Patrick did not compile this quiz. This is an Allen quiz. I feel like I got better luck with an Allen quiz. I think you might have better. So I reckon we should just go... I don't this Because it's based on a TV show rather than a movie, I don't think the questions are in any particular order. So we can just go across the board. So let's right. just go with numbers 1 through 10. And the usual superfan rules apply. Um, we've got the uh, the multiple choice options, but if you don't need the options, you can get two points, one point right. if you need the choices. And we'll see if you can win some prizes here, Toka. So where would you want to yes. go? One through ten available. Uh, give me nine. Question number nine. Oh, my lucky number. All right, Toka, I see how this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first question of our BoJack Horseman quiz. What is the name of the website Diane is hired to write for? Girl Crush. It is for two points. God damn it, I knew that one! <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking, fuck, fuck. It genuinely was your lucky number, but except it wasn't because you didn't pick it. Uh, Joe, you can have any other number. Ten. Number ten. What animal is the mayor of Hollywood? What animal is the mayor of Hollywood? Oh, I need some choices. Is the mayor a woodchuck, an elephant, a walrus, or a seal? Woodchuck? Uh, a woodchuck. Yes, for one point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I can't believe that I fell for that one. I just one. fucking string that James so wow. hard. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the more forgettable characters as well. Well, so, no, uh, I just... I started to repeat the the different choices and James unfortunately <laughs> thought I was answering Woodchuck and let me kind of give it away. Oh, I, I right, was right. going to guess Woodchuck. To be fair, sure. had you said elephant first, I would have taken that as your answer. I still don't think we have anything to worry about here. Uh, what question would you like next? Three. Question number three. Huh? Which letter from the Hollywood sign is destroyed and never replaced? 
Oh, uh, in Hollywood, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be two points then. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I guess maybe these should have been in chronological order. Joe, which question? <laughs> uh, let's see. You're trailing 4-1. Maybe I'll get a clue from question three by picking question two. Question two. How many times has Mr. Peanut Butter been married? Oh. Twice. Incorrect. And you can I steal. I can steal, right? You can. Three. Correct for two points. And now you have a 6-1 lead. And it's your question, Toka. Uh, let's take number one. Number one. Yeah. Bojack was the star of which sitcom in the 1990s? <laughs> oh, come on. Horsing around. Correct for two points. Joe is absolutely on rage tilt Every right fucking now. Time. That, that was really the easiest question you could ask. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> come on, Joe. Pick a really easy one. Five. Question five. How is Hollyhock related to Bojack? It's his sister. I need to be more specific. His half-sister. Correct, for two points. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we go into this saying, Oh, I don't mind losing this one. And now you are absolutely... Because I want to lose on purpose, not because I get fucking bad question draw. It's the same <laughs> as poker. I want to lose because I made a mistake, not because I got unlucky. Okay. Uh, next question, Turkle. Which, which which one would you like? I don't know which ones are left. Uh, four, six, seven, and eight. Let's take eight. Let's take question number eight. Which website does Bojack's show Filbert air on? Uh, uh, right com. Correct, for two points. I get the impression that Joe knew that one as yeah. well. <laughs> okay, Joe, uh, what is it? Four, six, or seven? Seven. Always coming seven. Bojack appeared on the reality show of which Desperate Housewives star? Felicity Huffman. Correct for two points. Yeah, okay. Now I'm good feeling job, good about man. myself. You're only losing by a two to one margin as we go into the final round. Two to one? <laughs> four or six? Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's 10 5. Oh, Christ. Let's take four. What year did Horsin' Around premiere? Oh, wow. Um. That's really, that's actually a tough one. I need choices here. Okay, was it 1987, 1989, 1991, or 1993? I think uh, because they made that uh, flashback montage where they make a bad song, I think it's 1999. That wasn't one of the choices. We'll let them go again. Wasn't it? Yeah. 19 87, 89, 91, or 93. Oh. Oh, 89 then. Incorrect, it was 1987. Joe, the final question is question six. Where is Diane from? Diane Nugent? Diane Nguyen. Uh, her, she's not. I'll take the choices. New York, LA, Philadelphia, or Boston? She's from Boston. Correct for one point, which means the final score is 10 points to the superfan, six points to Joe Stapleton. Congratulations, Toka Gerdingensen. You are a winner. Okay, now here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you know the Chop Pot merchandise was discontinued a long time ago. Yes. We've run out of mini chipsets. Yeah. Um, we've already given away the PCA satellite ticket this week. So yeah. I'm kind of not sure what we can give you. Um, would you accept a platinum pass and a 30k package to the PSPC what? in the Bahamas? No. Oh my god. You can't be serious. I am serious. Is this for real? This is for real. 
Yeah. Are you telling me that I'm going to the Bahamas? I'm telling you that by winning this game that we are giving you the Platinum Pass oh, and courtesy of Poker in the Ears, oh, you are going to the Poker yeah. Stars Players Championship. You are going to Jesus the PSPC. fucking Christ. Turga! <laughs> Turga, buddy! Aren't you so glad that you got those questions that I didn't beat you? Dude, when James asked you that question, I thought that I was like, you better fucking finish up with the rest of that question. If you're not actually asking, uh, offering him a platinum pass, this is fucking cruel, dude. I would never do that. I've been known to do many cruel and horrible things, oh. but that would be too much. Um, we appreciate your support, Toka, and we're glad that we will see you in the Bahamas in January 2019. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, best of luck, buddy. We'll be railing you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Dude, I'm so fucking happy for you. What a moment. <laughs> oh what a fucking, fucking moment. Congratulations. Ah, oh, thank you. I've never run this good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my babies. My I babies. was determined that we would make sure that one Platinum Pass <laughs> went to a member of this podcast community. Someone who actually to listens to the show. A genuine listener. <laughs> and so I'm pleased that we are going to be sending Turka Gerding Jensen to the PSPC. Oh, buddy, that was awesome. Thanks for keeping that a surprise for me. That was... <laughs> you thought I was You thought I was going to slow roll him, right? I you thought you were slow rolling him. Would you accept a Platinum Pass? Well, we've got a... $30 pass <laughs> over here for you to play in NJ Coop. Oh, man. What a show, guys. Favorite episode of the show ever. Not going to lie. That was so fucking cool. I wish we could do that all the time. Make somebody that happy and give away the prize. That cool. That cool. But we cannot. And this show cannot last forever. We're almost out of time for this week's show. Next week, I'm working on a big guest. I don't know if it's going to be next week. Now, our big guest, James, said in... Let me check my schedule. <gasps> and I I'm haven't heard back from him. Excited. Oh, please make it happen. Please make it happen. I think we will, but our record times, you know, when it's someone this big. I don't fucking care. I'll make it happen. Okay. I told him that, look, he's a dad. It might not be a big deal for him to do it at eight or nine o'clock in the morning. But in case it is, I just said, let me know. Anyway, he's checking his TV show. His TV show. We're going to recap TV shows next week. He's checking his schedule. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, how many more episodes are uh, to do? One, three? two, three before the end of the year. Uh, so we've got super fans lined up. Next week, Joe, is Some Like It Hot. You lucky beast, you get to watch the classic. I'm kind of excited for that. I'm excited for Some Like It Hot. Uh, so we've got TV shows. We've got Some Like It Hot. Uh, maybe we'll talk about our Christmas luncheon tomorrow, although maybe not. We'll see how it goes. Usually there's some booze involved <laughs> and tears and stuff like that. Usually we can't talk about the Christmas parties, but whatever that's happening tomorrow. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's all the time we've got for this week's show. Subscribe, like, comment. If you guys want to share this episode in particular to let people know that we are uh, huge fans of yours as well. And that was genuinely the happiest I've been in months was to give <laughs> that platinum pass away to somebody else. So, Give us a good like, huh? Give us a comment. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe on all your devices. We don't care. We need the clicks. That is all the time we have got for this week's show. Until next time, for James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>